When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. So the show is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. It is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Alan Hahn. Harry Douglas here with you. And Harry, this would have been the end of the NFL season this week, but we have the bonus week now, 18, coming up. And boy, the storylines just continue day after day. Mm, now, we'll get deeper into this uh, in a little while, the Antonio Brown thing. But before we do anything, because you and I do have this history now of doing shows together and the certain ambiance that we do with shows, and I want to let you know that I came prepared today. Ooh. The candle is lit, and it says believe. And I feel like there are a lot of teams in the NFL who could still believe in making the playoffs in getting a high seed, even a top seed and a buy. So I think it's fitting to go with Believe today. What do you got, Bernard? Well, I have Pomegranate. You going Pomegranate again? Yeah. There we go, baby. <laughs> but, I, but I like yours because uh, it has a lot to do with yesterday. Believe who people are when they show you who they are. Believe. Oh. Okay. When they show you who they are. All right. Now that leads us then to Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And again, we'll go deeper, I think, a little bit later on because there's so much to get to off yesterday. But I, I do want to get your thoughts about what we saw yesterday at MetLife Stadium with yeah. Antonio Brown. It's something I don't think anybody has ever – have you ever – I can't – I mean, I don't think we've ever seen this. This reminded me of the movie Slapshot where Ned Braden basically strips during a game all his gear all over the ice uh, in a very bizarre ending to a movie, and they win the championship because the other team forfeits. Huh, like I, I, I've, I've never, never seen I've never it happen seen in real life. Like this, it, it was it was incredible. It, it was insane to me. Uh, I've I've never seen anything like this transpire, especially during a football game. While the football game is going on, while your teammates, you and your teammates, are out there trying to win a win a game and come back, and it happened in New York. You've seen Antonio Brown. Everyone's seen the video. You've seen him taking off all his his pads, his his, his gloves. Uh, throwing things in the stands, doing jumping jacks in the end zone, waving to fans by, even asked the state troopers, can he get a ride to the airport? And, and I'll be the first to say, um, a lot of people may joke about it, but I'm not going to joke about it because something is wrong. And Antonio Brown needs help. And he has to get the help. That's, that's the best way I can put it. He definitely needs to get the help. But what he, you can just see that, like, there's a lot of memes, a lot of jokes, and all the other stuff about it. Yeah. But it, it is, it is clearly something that is also a bit concerning. But I'll tell you what, what I think you do know is his time in Tampa, which we thought was fleeting anyway after things that went on earlier this season. They're over. And Bruce Arians, after the game, made that abundantly clear. Can you tell us what happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that. And is this the last strike for him? He is no longer a buck. All right, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game. Well, that is the end of the story, at least from his perspective, from the Bucks' perspective, but certainly not from the NFL perspective and from his perspective. So, again, we'll get deeper into that 
um, later on in the show. All right, that's straight talk, by straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. But Harry, like you mentioned, though, there was a lot of different things to say about teams. The believe factor, believe in what you see yeah. and who they are. What do we believe in with the Cowboys? That offense <laughs> did not look good for most of that game. A little bit too little, too late comeback later on to make it interesting against the Cardinals. Yeah. But then maybe some mismanagement again of the clock late in that game uh, for Mike McCarthy and Dallas Cowboys end up losing to Arizona uh, in what was one of the intriguing matchups of the weekend. So what are we supposed to believe about the Dallas Cowboys? I believe they tricked us last week against the Washington football team because the Washington football team isn't that type of team to push the Cowboys to a certain, uh, I'll say, a certain level. And they went out there and they, they scored the ball at will. They did, they did great in all three phases of the game. But when you look at the game they played yesterday against the Arizona Cardinals, the offense didn't look fluent like it did, did, like it did against the Washington football team. On third downs, the Dallas Cowboys were 3-4-11. You've seen the fumble by Dak. You still had some drop passes defensively and this team has been riding the defense for so long and this defense has been able to get them turnovers but you see a game like yesterday where they got zero turnovers Kyler Murray and that offense took care of the football the defense only got one sack right so you didn't get those home run plays and then you see the drop interception by Jordan Lewis things that we don't normally see from this Cowboys defense so uh and then you've seen that defense give up a fourth and goal to Cal to Kyler Murray and they score I think that, that's when they scored their first touchdown so just a lot of orthodox things that you've seen and then the, the throw salt into the wound Michael Gallup on his touchdown catch he tears his ACL so a lot of things went against the Cowboys yesterday but at the end of the day I, I want to say this we in the media, and I included, slandered the hell out of the Arizona Cardinals. They got tired of it and said, forget this nonsense. Let's go out here and make a statement, and let's make a statement against the Dallas Cowboys, who a lot of people love in this country. And that's what they did. And I want to give a shout-out to Buda Baker because his awareness, his instincts, and his intangibles and the way he studies and prepares for football games, he was ready to play lights-out football yesterday for the Arizona Cardinals, and he did that. Another guy who stepped up, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons balled out. And Isaiah Simmons was a guy I was very critical of the last two or three weeks because against the Detroit Lions, he had an interception he could have made. He also, um, I think, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown on his little rail route touchdown that he caught, Isaiah Simmons missed the sack on that. So he really stepped up yesterday and led this team, uh, led this team in tackles. He forced a fumble on Dak Prescott. Uh, I mean, you see Dak, man, mishandled a few snaps yesterday. But this team was not hitting on all cylinders. And then to throw, throw a little bit more salt into the wound that's already opened up, Mike McCarthy and his timeouts and not having one to be able to challenge the fumble at the end. Mm -hmm. And it was yeah. a fumble. So – now a lot of things are starting to, to come into effect again in week 17. And now you're going into week 18, and there's a lot of ifs and what ifs and how can, are the Cowboys this? Uh, this team doesn't have a win against uh, another team, I think, with 10 wins. so Quality opponent. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. so and, I, and also on the other side of things, as you were trying to, you know, you were throwing flowers to the Cardinals. They win a lot of good road games. I mean, I mean, yeah. they, they've been really good on the road. And as yep. we know, of course, when we get into the postseason, all that stuff is going to matter. Now, Mike McCarthy, you mentioned it. Like he, he's been under fire all year. You know what? With, with, with certain teams that we consider good teams, contenders, there's always like that weak link that's that piece of them where you say to yourself, like, this is what I don't trust about them when we get to the tournament when it's, you know, single elimination. And sometimes it's the quarterback. Do you trust the quarterback to get it done in a big spot? Sometimes it's the defense. Can the defense hold up in a big spot? Can it get you that stop you need? In the Cowboys situation, in the Cowboys, um, 
is it the is it the head coach? Is it Mike McCarthy? That's what I think a lot of people are going to wonder. Is he the weak link of this team when it comes, of course, to his clock management? Here's Mike McCarthy after the game talking about the message that he has after a game like that. Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we just had an excellent opportunity to, to get to 12-4 and four and really felt that doing a number of good things coming into it. Just like anything in the game, you, you evaluate everything, you have game plans for everything, and we're well aware of the things we need to work on and what our statistics show as far as in the area of officiating. You know, this this crew is, is um, weekly, you know, high, high in officiating numbers, and so uh, we just, you know, tried to really illustrate that all week. And But, I, you know, I think the timing of our, of our penalties uh, f- for us personally was, was something that was uh, – um, you know, challenge for us to overcome. Yeah, that's the part of it too. Of course, the, the penalties. All right, Harry. Uh, so now, what we lead us into, Cowboys and others, yeah. is playoff positioning, seedings, everything else. And you know, the Cowboys play the Eagles next week on Sunday night. And boy, you've got—I mean, Saturday night—and and you've got an interesting scenario there, just alone. I mean, the Eagles are right there. Both teams are in the playoffs, and yet trying to figure out what their seeds are going to be. That's one matchup. you got the Chiefs and the Broncos next week. Uh, also, again, the doubleheader on Saturday. That's on ABC, ESPN, ESPN+. And the Chiefs can get the top seed with a win and a Titans. Your Titans, if the Titans lose on Sunday. AFC, you've got four teams, I believe, hey, that you can see, still get see that the top colors. seed. You see the colors. No, I'm I representing today, my Titans colors today. I said, let me wear my blue and white shirt to give the Titans love. Why? Because a lot of people, when the Titans were on that win streak, didn't give them love. And then when they lost Derrick Henry, when they lost A.J. Brown, when they lost Julio Jones, they want to kick them down when, when, when they were down. But not me. I still believed in them 100%. Now they are the number one seed. They are AFC champions, AFC South champions for, for two years in a row. And you better be worried. I'm I telling y'all, see. y'all better be worried. <laughs> and if they get that top seed, we're going to talk about this. Teams that if they get the top seed, if they get that bye, how dangerous will they be? I would say the Titans, because of the Derrick Henry scenario and getting him back, would probably be the most dangerous team if they do get the top seed. All right, lots to get to here. Uh, it, it's Alan Hahn, Harry Douglas in, KJM, ESPN Radio. Now, some guys just win, and one NFL quarterback continue to prove he's going to be tough to beat. For years to come, you talk about a winner. This guy is proving to be just that. We'll discuss that and more with you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. KJM ESPN Radio. Harry, of the teams in the AFC North that you were willing to put your money on just to win that division, when the season started, if you can go all the way back to that point, where would you rank? Like, if, if you were going to say, all right, I'll put, you know, on each of the four teams now. Yeah. Where would you put the Bengals in that conversation if I said to you, all right, you put some money on the Bengals? 
to win just to win a division. Let's not even go beyond that. What we know where they are right now. Just at to the beginning win the of the division. At the yeah, beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I would have picked them last at the beginning of the year. That's yeah. why I had them at last. I, I had I had the Cleveland Browns actually winning the uh, ASC North. What a disappointment they have been. Um, we've seen how consistent the Ravens organization has been. They have been. Just about every football game with with a depleted roster, um, Lamar Jackson not being able to play. But the surprise, not only in the AFC North, but uh, one of the surprises in the entire uh, entire National Football League has been the Cincinnati Bengals. And quarterback Joe Burrow has been unbelievable behind. What he's done the last two weeks uh, without throwing interceptions yesterday, he went for over 450 yards, four touchdowns. And then him and Jamar Chase. That relationship is so is so crazy, and you've seen them doing the little get the get get the get get the get dance in the locker room. And I love listen, I love the confidence of Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow's confidence, like is is just it's it's what it needs to be at that position for a player like Joe Burrow. And for him, him and Jamar Chase basically just copied and pasted everything they did at LSU. So for everyone who thought it was a fluke in 2019. Hell no, it was not a fluke. They are doing the same things in the National Football League and at a very, very high level. For all the people also that thought that was the wrong draft choice to make, that they <laughs> should have went with the offensive lineman with Penny Sewell, I mean, I would argue that I think they <laughs> proved to you that that was the right way to go. And that's what – I mean, a, a, a stable organization makes their quarterback, puts him in a position to be great, right? And yes, here's why. Listen to what Joe Burrow says after the game about – his thinking sometimes when it comes to making certain throws, like one throw he made uh, in this game. Like, think, think about what he says here, Harry. You as a wide receiver have to love this. Here's Burrow kind of explaining a thought process in just making throws sometimes that look like YOLOs. I said it in the post game on the field. Everyone knows that mean. You know, F it. Jamar's down there somewhere. I'm going to just throw it up to him. He's going to make a play. <laughs> that's the listen, but that's the connection. <laughs> that's that. the confidence that don't, not only Joe Burrow has in himself, but in he, that he has in Jamar Chase. That confidence, that connection has been built over time. Right. And the Trump. Kansas City Chiefs. If I'm Steve Spagnoli right now, I'm I'm I didn't sleep last night because on third and twenty seven, you play cover zero on third and twenty seven. And some people may say, man, it was probably one robber. No, the safety was coming down to guard the back in the backfield. Everybody else um, had their man. And if y'all don't know what cover zero is, cover zero means there's no safety help. Right. There's nobody to help you deep. And on third and 27, they decide, not third and five, not third and six, third and 27 to play cover zero and leave Jamar Chase one-on-one with Ward. And Joe Burrow say, you know what? I trust my guy. We did it in college. Mm-hmm. We've done it all year. Jamar Chase has over 14, 1,400 yards receiving right now. The young man is a baller, and he balled yesterday. And teams and defenses better start treating him with the utmost respect and start giving help because he's going to continue to kill DBs left and right if you give him one-on-one. I'll tell you what now, and this is we'll take it a step further, what, what we began this segment with. And we're asking on at KJ and Max on Twitter. So Harry says this. We talked about this before the show. Harry said he's willing to bet $1,000 on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Now, they're, what are they, plus 2,000, right? Yeah, so, the odds are in my favor. Yes, uh, I mean, plus 2,000, so. I got to you know, yeah. bet a little something. Yeah, no doubt. So we're asking everybody, who are you willing to put $1,000 on? 
which team, I guess is the question, not the who, but what team are you willing to put a G down on that you'd say, you know, this, this is a good bet. Now, the Bengals, to win the Super Bowl, they're not exactly somebody that you would look at and say, that this is a team that is yeah. a contender. They won their division, and they did so because the Browns were disappointing, the yeah. Ravens had injuries, and the Steelers are old. The Steelers kind of like Ben Roethlisberger is old. Like they, yeah, they but, have had. But we're, we're just talking about year. like a, a good odds bet because my team, right, like my team, right, you right, know who right. my team is. My team is Tennessee Titans. Tennessee? We talking, yeah. We're talking about a good bet, the a good odds. Bet. This a is plus 2,000. And you know yeah. what Juvenile say in one of his songs, baby. Bet 1,000, shoot 1,000. Ain't nothing, hon. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, a little different <laughs> over here. You know, we're going to bet 1,000. A little different over here. That's it. That's it. That, that's a good – I look at it as a, what's a good investment. That's a yeah. good investment. I, I mean, yeah. it, can, it could turn into something. And if not, it's 1,000, right? Like it's 1,000. Yeah. Now, that's, uh, see, I'm saying it's just 1,000 with your money. It ain't just a thousand with my money. Like I'm not putting a thousand on the Bengals because I need to have a little more assurance that that. But hold listen, check this out. Something. I'm gonna get it back, baby. You know, I, I'm a I'm a hustler. I, I, I'm a hustler. I'm gonna get that thousand back probably tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I get that thousand back because you hustle, you make money, and I completely yeah. understand that. So we're asking that on Twitter, and we'll get your thoughts there. But you certainly know what what Harry's saying. Now, who would who am I putting my money on? See, I, I, that's what makes this year so interesting. I don't yes. know. I don't know. Because even the, like, the, the contenders you're not making money on, the ones that, that Vegas is telling you should be the, you know, the odds-on favorites to win it all, I got, it, you're not making money doing that. So it's not even worth it. But who do I trust? Me. That's who. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know who I trust right now. And that's what makes this week 18 and also the playoffs so compelling. Who gets the top seed? So compelling, all that stuff. Be part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. You can call us also, who you'd put your money on, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football bowl season is here. Fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. All right, so coming up, we're going to play some. We're going to play play a game. We're going to go no huddle. We're going to have some fun. And why the Chiefs' loss put one very dangerous team in the driver's seat for home field in the AFC. I think Harry's given away who he thinks that team is. We'll discuss all that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn J Will and Max podcast. 
All right, Alan Hot, Harry Douglas in on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance August. Join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Harry, we go no huddle. You ready to go? That's all I did. My career is go no huddle. Come on, huh? Let's go. We speed it up. So with the start of the no huddle, we begin with the Titans. Your Titans clinching yeah. their second straight AFC South title with a 34-3 win over the Dolphins on Sunday. Now, more importantly, they moved into the driver's seat to get that top seed and the only buy that you get now in the AFC. Tannehill faced the Dolphins the first time in his career, ended their seven-game winning streak. It's a big deal, obviously, for Ryan Tannehill. Now Miami's eliminated. Let's listen to Ryan Tannehill on the win, what it means to him and his team. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great win for us. Obviously, um, a lot was on the line for us as a team, and uh, excited that we came out and, and played well, full game as a team. Obviously, this was an important one for me, you know, um, being where we're at in the season and, and having the opportunity to win the, the division first and foremost. Um, but just proud of our guys and the way we responded with the opportunity we had at hand. Harry, what do you think this game meant to him personally? Oh, it meant a lot because that's the organization that gave up on him. And Tennessee was an organization that still believed in him and revitalized his career. And he's done great things there. He's been to the AFC Championship game. He's been winning games, been having winning seasons there in Tennessee. And right now they're the AFC South champions for two years in a row. But this defense played lights out yesterday. Four sacks, forced two turnovers, held the Dolphins of three for 12 on third downs. Um, Harold Landry, he, he got his 12 sacks. So I love what this Tennessee Titans uh, football team is. And I'm telling you, Han, if they get the number one seed and allow mm-hmm. Derrick Henry an extra week and allow Julio Jones an extra week to get back to this offense – I'm telling you, these guys have a solid defense. They're front seven. Then you have Kevin Byard in the back end to go along with Hooker. And then you have Janoris Jack Rabbit, uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins. I like this Titans team. Put some respect, not with a T, with a K, on the Titans name. So last time I'm going to say it, huh? Put some respect on the Titans name. I have a feeling it's not going to be the last time you say it, but that's all right. Nope. I encourage it. Two weeks ago, though, you did say that. You said the Titans were a top five Super Bowl contender. And if they do get that top seed, and they get Derrick Henry back, they get, all, get a, all the rest he needs, all the recovery he needs, and they get him back for the divisional round, oh, man, I'm oh, with you, though. Yes. I am starting to believe in that team. I'm with you. All right. Just like the candle. The candle you have says believe. Huh, you have to believe. So two weeks ago, you say that. Yep. What have we been saying about Matthew Stafford since the start of the season? We've been saying that you make this trade, a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations come with it. So – Despite his three turnovers, two interceptions, a lost fumble, the Rams did rally and they beat the Ravens 20 to 19 on a last minute touchdown to Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Now, he came up huge with the fourth down reception on the final drive as well, and the Rams moved closer to the NFC West title. Now, the Rams need a win over the Seahawks in week 18 or to have the Cardinals lose to secure that division. But take a listen to Damian Woody. Because he says, regardless, they are still not a top-tier team among the NFC. I would probably put them in the second tier because of, I think, because of Matthew Stafford. You know, I came into the season saying once that trade happened, that's the, the player who had, who's under the, under the microscope the most, the player who has the most pressure. And what we've been seeing from Matthew Stafford over the past month-plus is a guy who's kind of been, re- he's been reckless with the football. You know, pick sixes and just multiple, you know, interceptions in games. That's not going to cut it when you get to the postseason. 
Harry, is Matthew Stafford a reason that you might not believe in the Rams? Yeah, 100%. You got to remember now, the Los Angeles Rams made the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. They traded Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford because they believed that he was the guy to get them over the hump. So the pressure's on Matthew Stafford. Whether he wants that pressure or not, but I think Matthew Stafford has the most pressure on him as a quarterback to win a Super Bowl right now because this Rams football team is in win-now mode. So Matthew Stafford, the brand of football that he's been playing the last few weeks, is not the recipe to win a Super Bowl. It's not the recipe to go deep into the playoffs. It's not a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. So if the Rams want an opportunity to win a Super Bowl or have an opportunity to even get there, Matthew Stafford might want to start playing a better brand of football. Remember, in his NFL career – He's never really had expectations to win. Not in Detroit. Oh, you hope they'd win, but there were no expectations huh. to win. The pressure is on with a capital P. I agree with that. All right, then we go to the Las Vegas Raiders before the season. Keyshawn Johnson said Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr were basically the same guy. <laughs> Maybe not. Now, Sunday, <laughs> both led game-winning touchdown drives. Carr was helping the Raiders stay in the playoff hunt in the AFC. It's simple for the Raiders on Sunday against the Chargers. Win. And they're in the playoffs. ESPN Raiders reporter Paul Gutierrez says his Raiders future, meaning Carr's Raiders future, could depend on that win in week 18. Take a listen. He'll never say it because now it could come across and and it could be twisted as saying that he's being selfish. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, they had talked about the contract extension last year didn't happen. They talked a little bit this offseason, and then Derek himself put it out that he didn't want to deal with it till after the season. Well, he's still under contract, and, and again, you never want to go into a season with your franchise quarterback being a lame duck, right? But from the team perspective, they've already taken care of him once uh, at the risk of alienating uh, Khalil Mack, which is what happened back in 2017, but they still have the franchise tag they could dangle over him if they wanted to just say, you know what, we're not ready to give you the extension yet. There's a lot of other things we need to do here. Uh, besides a general manager, potentially, a head coach, maybe, uh, and then the quarterback, too. All right, so, Harry, is this the biggest game of Carr's career? And where do the Raiders go with him, win or lose? I think this is a big game for the organization. And I got one question for the Raiders. Where in the hell are you going to go at the quarterback position if you don't have Derek Carr? Because I love what, what Derek Carr presents. He controls the line of scrimmage. He makes a lot of checks. He gets the offenses to the right play. He's been clutch in the fourth quarter. Who are you going to bring in? Who are you going to bring in and be your quarterback? Are y'all in, are they in rebuild mode? I, I, I don't know. Who are you going to bring in? It's that, that's my that question. Story. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's the best question. And to me, it's the, it's the question that is unanswerable. And yeah, how many like, franchises are going to have to answer that question at the end of the season when you consider you don't know Aaron Rodgers' future? In yeah. Green Bay, you don't know what, what's going to happen in Seattle with Russell Wilson. Like, I think if you're the Raiders, you almost have to see what happens in the market before you go from make any decisions on Derek Carr because he could also be a valuable piece. Well, for you, you know, you could figure out, like, what can we upgrade or is he as good as we're going to get and we might as well lock him in? I mean, that's where well, you're at right now with the well, Raiders huh, and the quarterback. I, I, I'll tell you this Derek Carr is the closest thing that the, that the Las Vegas Raiders has to getting a Devontae Adams. To Las Vegas. I get that. I know I've heard that story. You've told that story several times. The problem is, if I'm Devontae Adams, now, I mean, the talk is they're going to franchise tag him in Green Bay, but, the, but but I'm telling you right now, I'm going wherever Aaron Rodgers is going. Did you watch Did you watch last night? Well, I mean, of course. I mean, you're talking but, about Kim? But, That's but, as but good I'm a saying, Kim as you ever but find. But I'm saying, if, if, I'm saying if Devontae Adams can't play with Aaron Rodgers, which 
I hope he will because I love that chemistry and that connection. The best in the NFL. Yes. If he doesn't play with Aaron Rodgers, you know where he should go play? With his best friend, Derek Carr. Right. I'm with you there. But still, my first choice would be (laughs) wherever Aaron goes, I'm going. Aaron. Makes the most sense. All right, finally, the biggest story from Sunday. We touched on a little bit at the beginning of the show, but let's dive deeper into this thing now. Antonio Brown taking off his jersey. I mean, basically a yard sale on the field, just taking it all off, throwing things into the crowd. Uh, it's just a, a bizarre scene. And as the Bucks are telling everyone that he basically quit in the middle of a game. Now, usually Jets fans are leaving early mm. from a Jets game. Never the <laughs> opponent leaving early from a Jets game. Um, Arians told Fox Sports after the game that he was trying to get Antonio Brown to go back into the game, and Brown wouldn't do it. And so Arians told him, and we know that was already going to be a uh, that was already a tenuous situation with Bruce Arians bringing him back to begin with. So Arians just told him, "All right, get out of here," and Antonio Brown took it literally. Okay, I'm out of here. Um, he's he told the ESPN he doesn't know why that Antonio Brown wouldn't go back into the game. So let's listen to Bruce Arians on the back and forth with reporters about what happened between you and Antonio Brown. Hey, Bruce, congratulations on the uh, on the win. Um, we want to talk about that last drive, but I have to start with, uh, can you tell us what happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that, and is this the last strike for him? He is no longer a buck. All right, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game. Hey, Coach, I know you want to talk about the victory, um, and he is no longer part of the team, but what ultimately led to the decision for you? Uh, I'm not talking about him. He's not a part of the Bucks, Harry, there's been a lot of memes, a lot of jokes, and everything else about this. I mean, it is one of the most bizarre things any of us have ever seen. You played in the league for a decade. like you, you, You've never seen anything like this, I'm sure. But I, I just think the first thought out of the gate is – Teammates tried to stop, like tried to calm him down. I think it was Mike Evans at one point tried to yeah. talk to him, and then Mike Evans just walked away. I think it was, uh, was it uh, OJ Howard as well tried to talk to him. They walked away instead of like trying to grab him, hold him, calm him down. It, it just seemed like guys just were all right. Like I'm done. Like a lot of people looked like they were just done in dealing with him. What did you see? And from your perspective, as somebody who played in the league, yeah, what happened here? And and how did something like this happen on a field during well, a game? Well, Hunter, the first thing I would tell you is that when you have teammates and guys on your team coming over, uh, being compassionate, having empathy, trying to help you, and then you still diss them and treat them that way, then that's probably a last straw for them as well. right? But I'll tell you, I've never seen anything like this within the game of football, a player leaving his teammates on the field going shirtless, doing jumping jacks through the end zone, asking a state trooper for a ride to the airport. Clearly, Antonio Brown is not healthy um, upstairs, right? He needs to get help. Mental, listen, mental health is real. Mm-hmm. And I think that should be the, the conversation right now. Mental, mental health is real. And, I, and I'll tell you this. In 2008, I mean, excuse me, 2012, uh, when I was playing with the Atlanta Falcons, we started the season 8-0. We went down to New Orleans. To, to, to play the Saints, and we lost that game 31-27. to And in the locker room, uh, we had a defensive player who was already on edge, and our head coach is trying to talk. Now, let me mention our owner and our general manager is in the locker room at this time as well. And our head coach, and he's steadily trying to get dressed while our head coach is trying to talk. Tough loss now against our rival. Right. He continues to take off his pads, 
And when the head coach asked him to stop doing it again, he proceeds to uh, use some vulgar language and just say forget all this nonsense in, in so many words. Guess what happened the next day? He was cut. He, he was cut. And that's a player that we had signed in the offseason to a lot of money. So it's a fine line between respect. and But then you hear Tom Brady in, in, in his press conference. Tom Brady is feeling a little bit of the weight of this because this is a guy that Tom Brady brought into his home and spent time with and believed in that he can make this turnaround. And for Antonio Brown to, to do the things that he did, it was kind of a slap in Tom Brady's face, a guy who went to bat for you. But I, I will continue to say this. There's a pattern that has been going on with Antonio Brown that should not has, should shouldn't have been ignored, and he needs to get the proper help. I'm not even joking, Han. Like he needs to get the proper help. No, this is not this part of it's not the laughing matter. Of course, I mean when you're watching it, you're just caught up in the how bizarre this whole thing is. Like you mentioned, the jumping jacks, the shirtless, you know, just just the whole scene of it was yep. jarring and. The more you think about it and you look at the history, and I'm going to go through some of the history of, of his behavior uh, in a minute, but when you when you put it all together, that's when you start to say, like, and is this something deeper here for him to do this? But you mentioned Tom Brady, and you mentioned Brady is a guy that wanted him there, that brought him in there, that had him stay in his house, like all the things to try to get him. Now, if we can, if we can keep him on point, he can really help. And last year, that proved to be true. This year, it never really did. But listen to Brady after the game when when he was asked about the Antonio Brown situation, and Brady's response lets you know that he knows a little more than the rest of us. Take a listen. I think everybody should you know, hopefully do what they can to help him in ways that you know he really needs it. You know, we all love him. We care about him deeply. You know, we want to see him be at his best, and you know, unfortunately, it won't be with our team. But we have a lot of friendships that that will last. And most important thing about football are the relationships with their your friends and your teammates, and they go beyond the field and. I think everyone should should be very compassionate and empathetic toward some very difficult things that are happening. Now, now, all of that part of it is is why I think we do have to reserve a little bit of the judgment, as much fun as we want to have with it, because it was so bizarre. It almost looked like out of a movie. It, it does make you pause just to say, yeah. like, wait, let, let's not make too much fun of this. But I'll tell you what, you want to talk about serious? How about he was... He left a ton of money on the table, not just with his salary. Eight catches to unlock a over $300,000 bonus. Five, uh, 55 receiving yards for another 300000 bonus. And one touchdown, one receiving touchdown for another three hundred. So he, he almost left a million dollars on the table for things that he could have easily achieved before the end of the season. I mean, think of it, like that alone I, I, makes I don't you care wonder. What, I, I don't care what anybody says. Listen, I understand Antonio Brown has a lot of money, but listen, to, to leave a million dollars on the table, yeah. I'm not leaving a million dollars on the table. Mm-mm, can't do it. No, and, and maybe it's just, again, do that stuff doesn't come to come to mind. And, and he's somebody that's been through a lot of stuff. So remember, uh, the, the deactivated, this start, started December 2018, and some people might think it started the hit Vontez Perfect put on him that everybody remembers uh, that he just hasn't been the same since. Deactivated from uh, week 17 in December 2018 from the Steelers because he threw a ball at a teammate in practice. Uh, met with Art, Art Rooney February 2019. Both sides agree to move on. So the Steelers trade him in March of 2019 to the Raiders for third and fifth round picks. 
Then he had, remember, frostbite from the cryotherapy. He was uh, placed on the injury list. Missed training camp because of uh, he disagreed with the helmet that they wanted him to wear. Remember, he had his own helmet. Released after he does an Instagram post basically saying, I want to be released. Signs the one-year deal with the Patriots. Uh, then he's, he's an ex-trainer accuses him of sexual assault. Um, released by the Patriots shortly after they sign him. He doesn't last more than a couple of weeks. Charged with felony burglary and battery. Uh, Incident with a moving truck company. Uh, 2020 in July, eight-game suspension for multiple violations of personal conduct. Then he signs with the Bucks in October 2020. Caught five passes, including a touchdown in the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl. Bucks re-sign him. And then he suspended three games for violating COVID-19 protocols because they found that he and other players had misrepresented their vaccination status. And then, of course, taking off his gear. And not in this list is also Mike Tomlin's your head coach. It's after a game. He's addressing the team. You talked about this as well. And he goes on Facebook Live in the locker room while Tomlin's talking, talking to his fans. I I feel like you have Mike Tomlin as your head coach. And – you can't like he can't reach you. You had Bill Belichick gave you an opportunity with Tom Brady. They couldn't reach you. Then Tom Brady gives you another chance with him, and you win a Super Bowl with him, and still issues. Like that's when you wonder. Sometimes we always blame other people. There's got to be only one thing. There's accountability with him. But Harry, I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. If I'm in the players' union. I've got to I've got to do whatever it takes to get him help. Figure out what's going on with what's going on with this because this is not normal behavior. This is it, something it, that is concerning. You're, you're right though, Han. But at the same time, he has to be uh, accepting of the help. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, I, I agree with you're saying. But if he's not accepting that help, then what are the next steps? And I will say this: the one thing we do know about uh, this world, and this game of life, you are what you repeatedly do. He repeatedly, repeatedly keeps showing us who he is. That's the easiest way I can put it. Yeah. I, I have to understand, man. Like, watching that, I like, of course, like I said, I keep going back to it, how it looked funny. Hell it of a player, strange. too. That's the, that's the part that's crazy. Like Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why this is, this is like, to, if, if he sucked, we would probably, like, completely ignore it, right? Just let it go. Yeah. But there's just so much talent there. I guess that's the frustrating part, leaving that. And, and here's the thing, man. When somebody has that much talent and ability and, and you just see potential in them and, and it's thrown away, I guess it frustrates the rest of us because we think, man, you, you, know, you were given a gift. Like You've got something special. Turn it into something. That's what's inspiring. And, yep. and the, the fact that he can't get himself right it, it frustrates some people. It'll make people mad. There'll be people that are going to be calling him out. You're going to see this you know, across the day today, as you saw last night, people just calling him out, holding him accountable, being tough on him. And I just look at it as there's nobody in the world that in their right mind would throw all this away, which tells me there's something deeper to this. That That's why I'm just not in the mood and Tom Brady knows. to join everybody Tom, and make fun of it. Tom, yeah, Tom, and you Tom Brady, Brady knows, and, he, and he's yeah. – Antonio Brown trusted whatever he told Tom Brady, so he's not allowed to say whatever Antonio Brown told him. But you can hear it in his voice. Tom Brady knows. Tom Brady understands that this young man needs uh, some help as well. Bizarre, scary, concerning. 
and costly. That is the Antonio Brown story from yesterday. And again, Brady still leads the Bucks back and gets the win. But what is the loss right now for them? All right, Packers now have the number one seed, the NFC. Who should they want to play in the first round? We'll give you the answer next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.